Hi, I'm Ray, a storyteller, educator, mom, and now your host of Homeroom, a podcast hoping to bridge the education gap between the classroom and the living room. Growing up, my single immigrant mom was so busy working multiple jobs to make ends meet, she couldn't afford to give me a lot of her time. So she relied on schools to teach me everything about how to succeed in life. But under-resourced and over-standardized, our one-size-fits-all education system had other priorities. In this crossfire of unmet expectations, I fell into a blind spot. Homeroom is my attempt to ask why. In this first season, I speak with people in all walks of life from around the world about their own experiences with their education system. I want to know what worked, what didn't, and what ideas they have on improving it for our next generation. In this inaugural episode, I speak with Della Martin, a fellow educator, storyteller, and lifelong lover of reading about the impact of telling stories from our lives which involve other people. I wanted to ask her what our responsibilities are as storytellers to respect or protect the identities of people in the stories we share, especially when they may play the part of our antagonists. Here is our conversation. Hi, Della. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Homeroom, the podcast. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, so I wanted to, you're my first guest, by the way. Yay. Yay, right. Um, and I wanted to invite you on um, because you had shared a story um, and it was about a childhood memory of yours and it involved several members of your family. Mm-hmm. And um, once you shared that story, your family had a reaction. Yeah. Can I say one thing first? Sure. Um, one thing I want to say first is that I am, I'm so honored to be the first guest on your podcast. And one of the reasons why I joined Night Owl was from your posts. My friend Tabitha was like, you got to join Night Owl. You got to join Night Owl. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the way that you tell stories, that was one of the reasons why I was like, okay, I see how she's showing up online. So that's why I'm, I just want to say that really quickly. I'm really honored <laughs> to get oh a chance and have a conversation with you. <laughs> okay. Now I'm sweating. I was not expecting that. <laughs> Thank you yeah. so much. That's yeah. such a sweet thing to say. <laughs> so that's what I wanted to say, but um, I can get, I don't want to derail the cop. I can get back to the conversation. So I'm, Thank you. I was like, yeah, when you, when you offered, I was like, yes, I want to have a conversation with you. Um, and we do have a little bit in common. I, I did teach for a bit um, in uh, New York City public schools. I taught ESL. And a lot of that was, I like, the kids love to read. I felt that was a great way to kind of get them, um, to help them with their English. So, um, but yeah, yeah. So I, I told a story about, um, so the prompt for the story was to think about um I think it was about like a change that had happened in you, something that like made you kind of change. You were one way and then you were kind of another way. Um, And so I told a story about how I've always had this fear of taking out the garbage. (laughs) And I didn't really realize 
where that fear came from until, you know, many, many years, you know, 30, 40, you know, 40 years old, 40 years later. And I realized that it's something that my dad used to say to me. So I told that story. Um, and I got a little bit of backlash um, from, from my family, um, my sister in particular, my sister in particular. So, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know it was your sister. I thought it would be from your dad. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? At the risk of asking for personal information, sure. and feel free to um, deny, uh, but I'm curious, what was the reason your sister had an issue with your story? She was like, did you ask dad? Um, first, before you went and said this, did you ask him if it was okay? Um, even though I know that he's not on social media, you know, he's like 87 years old. He's not like, he'll, he'll see my, my YouTube channel cause he knows how to get on YouTube, but he doesn't have Instagram. Um, and I know for a fact, my sister in general, I used to just like post pictures of like family gatherings. And she specifically is like, do not post pictures of my kids. Like she's like lost friends who are posting pictures of her kids without her permission, just willy nilly. Um, And so I now know, and I've, you know, I've always known with my sister in particular, oh, like um, we had an Easter egg hunt with my son, my sons and um, her, her sons. And I asked, hey, Sheikha, you know, can I post, you know, your picture of, of your kid? Like his face was like covered. <laughs> so I, I'm also aware of not to take pictures of her kids um, or even of her. Cause she's, you know, um, she is different from me. She's different from me um, in that respect. Yeah, no, I, I totally, I think you kind of painted a certain picture where I'm understanding, um, kind of maybe she has certain rules around privacy and Mm -hmm. with AI being so scary, you know, I totally understand, um, why, right. We, we have these rules around privacy. Um, and so not going down that, that route, I'm really curious why your sister thought you needed your father's permission to tell that story like what did she think that you were violating i think she thought i think there are certain people who think that you have to show up a certain way on social media you have to present that perfect picture um and you know i think that's not who I am. That's never who who I am. Um, um, I can be a little messy. (laughs) I can be a lot messy, you know, and I'm okay showing up a lot messy sometimes on social media. Um, You know, I think that was it. I think she literally thought that I, because I'm not showing dad in a positive light, because I'm airing maybe dirty laundry, you know, like I was honestly really confused when she said, Della, you put that up, you know, like I was confused. I didn't see it. I didn't get it because I didn't think that I was telling a messy story about dad. If I had known that 
she would if I had known that it would hurt his feelings, you know, I wouldn't have done it. So I, I, I do understand the importance of respecting other people's privacy. And I think I will, I know that I will think again about what I share and how I share it. Um, but that's, that's the, 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 the thing I think it was just about keeping up appearances. It's, you know, like, like I actually felt more comfortable sharing that story on TikTok than I did sharing it on Instagram because Instagram still has that kind of um, illusion of the polished rock, you know? Yeah, I totally, I totally understand. Um, I think the reason I was so curious um, about the backlash of you telling that story um, is particularly because a lot of my stories have to do with my family members. And um, one of the main characters in my story, I mean, I guess I'm kind of the main character in all of my stories, um, but uh, the person that is almost always in my story is my mother. And as I tell these stories about my childhood, I wonder, am I painting her in a light that she would not like to be seen in? And I struggle with that with every story that I write. And I was curious to hear from you, like, what are some tips? Um, what do you think that I should not do or think about more deeply as I share these stories. Um, yeah. I, I honestly, I think the transparency is it. Um, if, like, I don't feel like my story showed my dad in a, in a, in a negative light, because that's not how, like, when I, when I recorded it and I talked about it, it was like, that's just dad. That's what dad always does. That's what dad's going to do tomorrow. <laughs> you know, that's what he's doing right now. Um, that's just, I just want people to know my dad as I know him, and I, and I love him. You know, it's not, I don't, I'm not sharing stories from a place of, um, trauma i'm not sharing stories about them from a place that i need to to work through with my therapist you know kind of thing um i'm just that's just his person that's just his quirk that's what you know he does um so i i will be honest i told my mom about what i did and she was like you know i i didn't have that conversation with him because he doesn't get social media, you know, he's, he's, he's old, he's very old and he's, his health is kind of, <clears throat> I don't, like, I, I can't have that conversation with him right now um, because of where he is with his health. Um, not because I don't, th he doesn't, he wouldn't understand, you know, like it would literally just, it's like trying to help your parents with like how to use the phone sometimes or how to use technology. Like he's gonna be like, what, where did it go? <laughs> <laughs> like what you know like you know like it just I was so I my mom can get it my mom you know my mom was like it's fine like my mom wasn't you know I don't even think it would have been on her radar my mom is very proud of what of, of how I show up on social on, on Instagram she follows me <laughs> you know um and um 
is always like, why? How do you look so beautiful? Filters. <laughs> the filters on the Instagram, mom. It's not what I really look like. So that's um, hilarious. <laughs> so like, I think I think that's the lesson. I think is I I am I am more comfortable talking about myself and 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 who I am and what I've learned and um I will say that in the next stories like the last story that I wrote I changed the names of the people in the I story. saw that <laughs> the little asterisk I saw the asterisks <laughs> like, like Jude and <laughs> like yeah so I was like let me just do that um and then in the story that uh yeah so I think now I'm just like, let me just not call people by their name, you know? Yeah. So, you know, like when stand-up comedians, they tell their jokes, um, sometimes it's like their wife or sometimes it's their father or something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always thought of it as it's just a device, right? Yeah. You know, like they need that particular role mm-hmm. in order to land that punchline. Mm-hmm. And... So I'm just like, why can comedians get away with this, mm-hmm. right? And like us authentic storytelling from our lives, we can't get away with that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think um, I'm, that's a really good question. I think it has to do, I, I know that like, comedians are the most depressed (laughs) that's what i've heard like their their humor comes from a place of pain and maybe that is the difference is that there there might still be in that pain but like i feel like for me i'm really not trying to i'm really trying to uplift people you know i'm really trying to tell stories that are hopeful um you know stories that you can get through anything you can get through stuff you know, the hard stuff in life, that it's not easy, you know? And so I think that might be a difference um, with, with, with how I tell stories. I um, I don't know. I'm just trying to think this through. Yeah. I think <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good question. I think that, like, there are certain things that I won't talk about, you know? Like, like my relationship with my husband, I think, you know, I'm not going to, to I'm not going to talk about that. You know, if people tell me something, you know, as Brene Brown says, I'm not sure it's the thing, in the vault. Oh, yes. If there's stuff that's in the vault, um, at Brene Brown talks about that vault. When someone tells you something in confidence, like, I'm not, I'm not sharing that. Like, that's, not everything has to be shared, you know? I think I'm sharing my experiences. I'm sharing what has changed me. It's very selfish. <laughs> you know, it's very selfish. So I think that's the difference. Comedians they make fun you know they're talking about other people and what other people are um have done to them you know um what other people are doing you know they're shining light on other people's behaviors i'm shining light on my behaviors like my story was about my fear and i think when i was talking to my sister i was like but that's my story like that's how like how are you going to tell me that i like how are you going to censor me I, I, that was my first reaction. Why are you quieting me? So I can't tell people about what I've experienced, you know? Um, but then I, I took a minute. 
and this was a this was a text conversation that we had um about this conversation you know and she was very because she knew because she and i was just like you know my first reaction too was like she i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna unfriend you <laughs> i you know i'll see you on sunday <laughs> You know, I'll see you on the weekend. But I thought, you know, I'm tired of people comment, like with my family, like commenting on my stuff. Like my stuff is not for you. You are not the audience. You know, my mom, you're not my audience. You know, Um, I am trying to find people in, in my arena who want to practice their English and who love to read. You know, and, and I'm also getting a little bit into pronunciation and that and that that connection between reading and pronunciation. That's who I want to talk to, you know, so that's that. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I think you made a really great point um, that comedians sort of, you know, talk about other people's behavior mm-hmm. and call them out and storytellers. Um, where we're pulling from our own histories through Mm -hmm. our own lenses, we're talking about the journey that we went through. And, um, you know, we own those stories. Um, And yes, all of those other characters might be in it, um, but it's the way that we experienced our life. My friend, um, Christine Taylor, uh, said something that revolutionized the way that I understood um, or understand storytelling. And she said uh, that heroes are the main characters of their stories um, and they can't be anything but the main character because Mm -hmm. they are the lens through which we see the story. Um, And ever since then, it's kind of like I've been liberated to tell my own stories. But then when I heard that your family had this backlash, I was like, oh my gosh, like, what what is the limit? And so... Yeah, Yeah, what is the limit? Um, Stories that, like, things in the vault people's other people's traumas no i'm not going to talk about it um other people's personal business i'm not going to talk about it um i think also when i feel like somebody has like wronged me kind of thing i need to think again about it because you know like I immediately got defensive when my sister approached me, but then I had to step back and go, okay, wait, let's listen. Let's take this in. Let's see if there's a bit of truth in what she's saying. Let's see if I could have told the same story, but been more vague, you know, you know, an older person that I trusted, like that could have, that could have been it, you know, um, or somebody in my family once told me I could have used a bit more vague language. Um, I may not have had to call him by, you know, call him by his name. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So I, and, mm-hmm. so I think, you know, there's this phrase, like, I, I joke around with my husband, um, keep your name out of my mouth. You know, people will say that. <laughs> so I have to sometimes... <laughs> 
think about it you know i have to think about whose name am i whose name am i um calling out you know and whose name should i keep out of my mouth so yeah no that's really great i'm really gonna have to think about this um Mm -hmm. because i really thought like okay i'm gonna share all these stories from my childhood Mm -hmm. but then i realized there are so many characters from my childhood and I'm just like, well, then do I not tell these stories, even though there are things that I went through and I'm sharing lessons that I've learned through these memories? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, do I fictionalize them? Mm -hmm. Because that's what I was doing for about uh, five years. I was writing stories from my childhood through the lens of fiction, and there was something about it that I didn't feel, it didn't feel satisfying Mm. to tell my stories through these fictional characters. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to know, like, you teach reading, and so you must read so much. And I'm curious, like, what do you think, you know, some of your favorite authors would they have ever been in this situation and what have they done in their writing? And is there a book or a story that um, you could kind of recall where this might have played out? Yeah, you know, I think some of my favorite books are generally fiction, um, science fiction, young adult fiction, um, uh, magical realism. Like I'll think about, I think they, and I, I think that some of my favorite authors, some of the favorite books that I've read, they just do it. They just rip that mandate off and they just share. And I think, I think about like when I mentioned this, um, in the night owl group, um, to son, son was just like, I, the impression that I got from him, I don't want to put words in his mouth. He was just like, just do it. <laughs> that was that was the kind of the the you know i was like should i change the name should i like my character he's like no just do it so i think it has to do with just doing it and then being ready for the backlash you know being ready to defend why you felt like doing it like when i wrote that story when i filmed that reel when i posted it there was not it was a i was a hundred there was not a hundred percent ready to post do you know what i mean there was not an inkling of like, oh, oh no, should I do this? Like, it just felt like, okay, I'm ready. Go, let's post, you know, click the button. Um, like there was, like there was nothing. So I think it's about when you feel that certainty that like, this is ready to go. I'm ready to share this. You can listen to that, but just know that, you know, you're, you're always going to have your critics. Not everybody's going to like what you do, you know? Thank you for tuning in to my conversation with Della. One of the reasons I wanted to kick off the season and podcast with this topic was because it related to the most traumatic experience I've ever had. In the eighth grade, someone started a rumor about me. She told my closest friends that I had spoken negatively about them behind their backs. My three friends who I had spent all of middle school hanging out with, sharing meals and borrowing clothes, disowned me, 
without even once asking to hear from me whether it was true or not. And in the days following, classmates I'd never even once spoken to cursed me out. By the end of the week, about a quarter of my class had come up to me to do the same. For so many weeks thereafter, I ate by myself on the steps in between buildings to avoid the embarrassment of being alone. I lingered in classes a bit longer after they ended to avoid bumping into anyone who had confronted me. I stopped wearing colorful clothes and instead chose things that could keep me hidden from the crowd. Almost two and a half decades later, I am finally rewriting my stories. I am rejecting the narratives that used to confine me, refusing to believe the ones that were written for me, because I now have the courage to write my own. With my most heartfelt gratitude, I thank you for listening. Thank you.